A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Wiki Shuffle. We're all back in the same room again. My name's Jack. This is Chris. Hello. And this is Phil. It feels like we've been away for a long time. It does. But it's a, a pleasure to be back. Mm. We're letting the listeners by. All right. What, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, it's just hot, isn't it? It's quite hot, yeah. I think no, we've happy. mentioned it's, it's hot on it's every fine. single it's podcast we've happy. done. Okay. You haven't got your happiest voice on. No. Uh, no. I... You seem a bit tetchy. Tetchy. We were playing PlayStation 4 earlier and you lost a game and you like threw down your controller. And I didn't throw it down, I just quit. You placed it. I down. logged out. Yeah. <laughs> That's not aggressive. <laughs> you did it in an aggressive way. You're yeah. pressing those buttons really firmly. Hmm. Um, okay, so Chris is in a bad mood. That's good. Um, what else do we have to inform the listeners about? I feel like there should be a wealth of updates since last we spoke. Um, we've had um, some love on the Twitters, for which we're always very grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and please do give us a follow. Uh, that's where we do most of our social activities on Twitter. Yeah. We've got a Facebook as well. We're really terrible at updating that, well, but we do try. How do you get good at it? How do you get good at the Facebook? I, I think you, you have, have to do it. Yeah. That's the first step one. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Then what? Just do it well. Ah, that's why we're struggling. Yeah, consistency. <laughs> both, both points. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Twitter's good. We have our um, our weekly, or sorry, our daily um, uh, wiki shuffles. Daily-ish. <laughs> I think we've, we've yeah we've got them about once a day, haven't we? Uh, we've not missed too many days. Um, yeah, so the articles that aren't good enough for this podcast are um, on Twitter and filled attempts to make them funny um and i believe we had a nice email this week as well. we had a very nice email um this week which made everything we do seem worthwhile um it, it was a uh, uh, i'm not going to read his name out because that seems um just call him don't want to shame the guy <laughs> yeah just a man um but he's a, a hiker um who was braving the wilds of um finland um, and it was a particularly rainy and difficult night and he was um, uh, he'd had to set up camp or at least try and go to sleep um, in the middle of nowhere and the thing that got him through this wet dreary night was listening to Wiki Shuffle which is a lovely thing wow. to be told mm. um, it sounds like a lie <laughs> it does but it's quite nice to hear it yeah it is, and our target demographic as well. We really do design this podcast specifically for hikers. Um, hikers. Yeah, hikers. In, in the Nordic wilderness. Yeah. Mm. So it's good that we're we're reaching that audience. So thank you for that email. It was nice to know that we helped you through your dark time. Yeah. Thanks, the man. Right. Should we do a wiki shuffle? Okay. Phil? Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, we should do a wiki shuffle. Um, okay. We're off our game. We haven't recorded we in a few weeks and we're, we're like, we're terrible. We're like, <laughs> I thought we were improving and no, it's all gone to pot. Jack's potentially coming down with a cold as he won't shut up about. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, mm. listeners. I'm I'm not quite as smooth as, as usual. I'm a little bit raspy, um, which which could increase my sexiness. I'm not really sure. It's, it's up to you. Email in. Yeah.
Hot Blast. Oh, this sounds interesting. Hot Blast. Mm. Is it gases involved? Hot blast refers to the preheating of air blown into a blast furnace or other mat- metallurgical process. Oh, it's not interesting. Great. Yeah, it's not as interesting as it sounds. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. But but it might be educational. Sometimes, uh, sometimes no. that's the name of the game. <laughs> is it? I don't know yet. That that is what we originally thought, but actually, no. For starters, a few weeks ago we learned that neither of you have learned anything <laughs> from doing this podcast, so I doubt the listeners have. No. Well, now you're going to teach us about heat. Yeah, well, maybe 21 episodes in, we're about to learn something, and that thing is about blast furnaces. Okay. No promises. <laughs> As first developed, it worked by alternately storing heat from the furnace flue, gla- flue gas in a fire brick lined vessel with multiple chambers. Tell me more. Then, blowing combustion air through the hot chamber. This is known as regenerative heating. This has the result of considerably reducing the fuel consumed in the process. <laughs> oh, it's, I, can actually, I can actually hear us losing listeners. Yeah, yeah. And that's, this is in the future. I can hear yeah. it happening predictively. You know, this, this is particularly um, relevant to... To where we live as well, because we, we live in, in, a a steel, in a steel town. Oh, right, okay. And there are blast furnaces, and we were yeah. well known for that. Yeah, so um, we should know. We should know. Well, I don't, and I don't stuff. care. I'm pretty sure my granddad worked in one of these, but, you know, we'll yeah, just well, tune out when he started, because it was boring. And now it we're talking about good. it on a podcast. It sounded like a hot blast. I thought, oh, this is going to be a sexy one. Sexy one? I yeah, thought it was, no, was going to be a fart one. It sounds like a fart. It sounds like a sexy film. Hot blast. It does not sound like a Hot blast. No, no, All right, no, let's carry on with the furnaces then, because this is so much better. <laughs> right, we're going to push on through. It's not a very long article, shouldn't take long. Maybe we'll learn something. Hot blast was the single most important advance in fuel efficiency of the blast furnace and was one of the most important technologies developed during the Industrial Revolution. Hot blast also allowed higher furnace temperatures, which increased <laughs> the capacity of furnaces. I'm sorry, go on, go on. It's just you're, you're really putting your all into it. I'm, you're giving it the same enthusiasm you give anything. It's really nice. I feel obliged to. I feel obliged. Invention and spread. This is the hot blast spread. Okay, good. <laughs> there is something a bit double entendre about it. There is. But I don't quite know what it's a double entendre for. Big fart. I think it's like, like milkshake fart. bringing all the boys to the yard. It's obviously rude, mm. but I can't but quite work out why. But how, Calise? How? Yeah, there's some euphemism going on. I can't break it down, and that's how I feel about hot blast. I thought it was like the just a tits. <laughs> was it not just a tits? Was oh, there another means? level to it? I don't know. Well, another level were involved as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's gone wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good that we've managed to transition <laughs> from hot blast, the invention of blast furnaces, to another level. Yeah. No one's done that before. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our worst episode ever. <laughs> I've been telling everyone that, oh, yeah, when, when I started podcasting, we, we weren't that great, but now I think we're really getting into it and we're. Yeah, finding we're, our we're groove. sailing now. Yeah, finding our groove. And yeah, then Blast Furnaces comes along and we have two weeks off and it all goes to pot. <laughs> we know what we're for. We know how to do this. I, I, I'm going to carry on because I, I don't think know, we should. Carry on. It's, if we it's can, really interesting. If we can survive on. through Mexican massacres and, and no, the White Widow. That was funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually had a laugh discussing those Mexican massacres. 
Invention and spread. We're still on invention and spread. (laughs) James Beaumont Beaumont Nielsen, previously foreman at Glasgow Gasworks, invented the system of preheating the blast for a furnace. He found that by increasing the temperature of the incoming air to 300 degrees Fahrenheit, he could reduce the fuel consumption from 8.06 tonnes to 5.16 tonnes, with further reductions at even higher temperatures. With He, with partners including Charles McIntosh, patented this in 1828. Initially, the heating vessel was made of wrought iron plates, but these oxidised and he substituted a cast iron vessel. You're listening to Radio 4 in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> not much to go. We're, we're gonna, we'll there's post loads this, to go. Oh, no, there's not. It'll be fine. Other advantages in using hot blasts were that raw coal could be used instead of coke, and in Scotland, the relatively poor black band ironstone could be profitably smelted. It also increased the daily output of each furnace, in the case of colder ironworks, from 5.6 tonnes per day in 1828 to 8.2 in 1833, which made Scotland the lowest cost steel producing region in Britain in the 1830s. Fantastic. What happened in the 1840s? We haven't got there yet. Okay, great. We've got got 180 years to cover yet. (laughs) Strap in. I'm I'm just going to insert some some music for the listeners, just so they don't completely switch (laughs) off. Nevertheless, early hot blast stoves were troublesome. Yeah, look, bit of drama being injected into this story now. As thermal expansion and contraction were liable to cause breakages in the pipes, this was to some extent remedied by supporting the pipes on rollers. It was also necessary to devise new methods of connecting the blast pipes to the truyères. Don't know what they are. I'm not going to find out. As leather, <laughs> as leather could no longer be used for making the connection. See, it's not, it's not even being educational to the listeners, because if they are interested, we're giving them a word they're probably not going to know. Yeah, or I'm saying, you go and look it up yourself. The only way that they are interested, they're going to know all this anyway. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And this podcast probably isn't going to be for them anyway, so I'd be surprised if they've got to episode 22 or whatever it is we're on now. I don't know, the, the lucrative steel industry market, I don't think it's catered for sufficiently in the podcast world. I think we're doing that. Yeah. I do know a lot of people that work in the steelworks, so... But they're not going to have any interest in any of what we're saying. They deal with it all day. We need to delve deeper to get those people... So you're saying I should delve deeper? Delve deeper. I think you're saying I I should delve deeper. I don't think that's what we were saying. No? (laughs) Hot blast allowed the use of anthracite in iron smelting. It also allowed the use of lower quality coal because less fuel meant proportionally less sulphur and ash. At the time the process was invented, good coking coal was only available in sufficient quantities in Great Britain and Western Germany. So iron furnaces in the US were using charcoal. What? In 18th, they were still using charcoal. This meant that at any given iron That's furnace... It. Phil's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the article's got him. He's hooked. I knew he'd be the first one. I knew it. This meant that any given iron furnace required vast tracts of forested land for charcoal production and generally went out of blast when the nearby woods had been felled. That's so America. That's it. We'll just, we're just going to strip this patch yep. and then just move on to the next one. I'm furious. I'm, I'm furious about this now. 
I, I can see it in your eyes that I'm not succeeding in getting either of you interested uh, in this. No, I've, you know what? I haven't listened for a few <laughs> minutes now. I heard <laughs> smelt- been thinking there was about some smelting. Things. Smelting went on. It was something about America. Oh, yeah, I think they cut down the trees. Yeah, something about charcoal. Charcoal, he, he didn't like that. He didn't like the bit about the charcoal. <laughs> he, got bit, he got a bit animated, didn't he? He did. And I like to think other people listening also went, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just disgust. Fills anyone. <laughs> okay, is that the end then? Attempts to use anthracite <laughs> as a fuel had all ended in failure as the coal resisted ignition under cold blast conditions. In 1831, Dr. Frederick W. Gessenhainer filed for a US patent on the use of hot blast and anthracite to smelt iron. He produced a small quantity of anthracite iron by this method at Valley Furnace near Pottsville, Pennsylvania in 1836, but due to breakdowns and his illness and death in 1838, he was not able to carry the process into large-scale production. That's a shame. Isn't, is that a shame? It's a shame, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah he didn't get to see his it process was, come to fruition, and mm-hmm. he didn't then get to hear it talked about on a, on a podcast. company podcast 200 years later. Mm. But we're thinking we of you. <laughs> yeah, the jury is definitely out. Um, There's nothing funny about hot blasts, oh, unless it is a fart, in which case it is funny. That is funny. Yeah, um, farts are funny. Well, like we said with the other one, sometimes we don't deal with things that are funny. Sometimes we just deal with the facts. Yeah, you're right. We we have to take the rough with the smooth, and mm-hmm. sometimes we're just going to have to talk about hot blast. And next time, I will make a more concerted effort to actually care. But I'm glad you. you got something out of it, Phil. Yeah, that, you got a little tingle like that. I thought it was. I thought the fact that they were using charcoal to make steel in. The Sixth Sense. The film. The Sixth. No. Are you saying that? The Sixth Sense. As in the number six? As in the unwell apostrophe S. So the sick apostrophe S sense. Is that what I'm going to guess? That's a very clever pun. Wow. How did they come up with that? Uh, uh, Chris hasn't got this article in front of him. Jack now has. No, sorry. But you're going to have a guess at what the sixth sense might Um, be. Yeah, so it's apostrophe S. So it's sick as in sense. I think it's like... Someone who's got the power to guess if someone's unwell. It's so like now, because of, <laughs> of the state of your hair. That's the worst power because ever. Because the state of your hair and because you've got a bit of a cold going what on. What do you mean the state of my hair? Oh, it's all over the show. Oh, yeah, I did. I was, I was just going like that. Okay, and I think enough. I'm using my sick sense and going, you're you're not, you're a bit ducky. Yeah, but 20 minutes ago, I, I said that I'm coming down with a bit yeah, of a cold. Yeah, but if you didn't say that, that would be the sick sense. That's why I don't have the power. Can we backtrack a little? Did you say ducky? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I meant to say, ducky, I, I, meant to say that. I meant to say yucky, but it came out ducky. Right, I thought ducky. it was a, a something the kids were saying that I just wasn't. Oh, do you think with. it was new slang? <laughs> I thought it was a new slang. <laughs> I should have carried on, yeah, carried that yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst power anyone could ever have. Although I, I suppose you, if you, you could stay away from disease. It'll be you useful. Say, yeah, sure, okay, and you could tell people like be, it, you need to sit down. You've you've, you've got. <laughs> You've got something. Something. Bad AIDS. you got the bad AIDS. It wouldn't be a very like, nice power. I'd feel quite depressed. So is this a power that you think some people have actually got? I'm guessing what this article is I about. I know you are, and I want to know... But you know that it's on Wikipedia, and therefore it's a thing. It could be like a myth. Do you want to just tell me now? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I would prefer to just ignore the Wikipedia article and just delve further into your brain. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. 
Who who do you feel? What kind of person do you think would have this power? Just like an old lady. An cats old lady. cats have it. Okay, I've, I've got it. Okay. That, you know how you hear about cats that find out when people have got cancer? No. Yeah, there's like hospitals where they've got a cat. <laughs> there is not. There, there is. That's a true thing. <laughs> there is. There's a hospital and there's a cat that goes and sits next to people like oh. <laughs> no, there that's isn't. true. Look it up. No, there isn't. Look up the cancer cat. It's I, a real thing. I, that's I, what I that have, is. I have heard the anecdotal stories that you're talking about. Exactly. I do not think that this method is being employed by by hospital. <laughs> I didn't think it was a type of treatment. <laughs> uh, but the cat oh, just happened know. to live there. Sniff out tumors. Hello, that's what it was. Hello and welcome to the Ricky Gervais show with Carl Pilking. <laughs> Do you want to just tell me now? <laughs> no, no. What? What? Where is this? Where in the world is this cat Somewhere cancer? Somewhere in America. Is it? Is it in, is it in America? It's not like the cat's not a doctor. It's not got a PhD. It's just the cat. Does he have a clipboard? No. <laughs> if, if that makes it, if that makes it funnier for you, but I'm yeah, talking about a serious incident. Bit, yeah. The cat lives in like a nursing home. <laughs> nursing home. Yeah. Right. Okay. So and it just so is when rate, someone's is got rate cancer, is going to be pretty high. Yeah. Well, when someone's but in a children's ward. Uh, maybe it's there as well. Travels. <laughs> this is such bullshit. Look it up. It's a real thing. Phil, look it up, please. I've, I've googled cats. What, Not what cats with me... cancer. Yeah. I've, all right. Cats. The what? cat. The cat hospital. <laughs> the cat hospital. No cats that can detect cancer. Okay. Cats detect. I know there are people cancer. listening that know that I'm right. Uh, the first link that I've got on this search is an article on the Daily Mail. I'm not clicking through on principle. <laughs> yeah, it's called The Ultimate Cat Scan. My kitten alerted me to my cancer. Yeah. Because she kept jumping on my breast. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought my up. breast was bruised and I didn't think anything else could be wrong. Well, Wendy Humphreys, Wendy Humphreys, 52, was bemused when her black and white kitten Fridge, no, Fidge, Fidge leapt up and sat on her right breast every night for two weeks while she lay on her sofa. It was using its powers. She was not using its... No, cats cannot detect cancer. This is total bullshit. That's not what I've heard. This is some woman who has... That's not the story I meant, which means there's multiple cats with this power. Right. <laughs> okay, but it's a bit it's a bit obvious to me that all, the, all of these stories online are from people that have cats, ergo weirdos. Excuse me. I've got a cat as well. <laughs> My cat doesn't have that power. Yeah, but you know what? You know what cat people are like, like real cat. People. Oh, proper cat people. She looked like a cat person. Yeah, that, that's that's not the incident I was referring to. I was referring to the hospital where the cat lives. There's no hospital where a cat lives. You can't have a cat in a hospital. Of course you can. People are allergic to cats. They also they don't want cancer. I don't know. Can we find out what the thing is? <laughs> right, I've, I've, I've clicked onto a link. Um, which is called the Pussington Post, the <laughs> online cat newspaper. <laughs> and this this headline is: These cats detected human cancer and then alerted their owners. Mm -hmm. Remarkable. That's the actual headline. Was the time that they alerted their owners around about dinner time? <laughs> <laughs> was it when they wanted to go outside? They alerted their owners that they'd got cancer. I'll tell you what it was. It was bullshit. Let's move past this cat. Thing. Do you know what the thing is? I need to. I think I feel like I need to um, justify myself a little bit because I might sound insane. Yes. Um, I thought that's what this Wikipedia article was about, and I thought it was about the cat, right. which I'd heard about this strange phenomena yeah. that I do not okay. endorse. I don't want that power for cats. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 
No, I want them to have it. Why wouldn't you want them to have it? It would be really helpful for humanity if cats could well, diagnose cancer. Some people say it's something do. we want, but it's not something that is. The idea of a cat doing anything for a human being is just complete science fiction. Let's just say the case is still open. <laughs> we can okay. say that, but I'm pretty sure it's actually closed. So, Phil, what actually is The Sixth Sense? The Sixth Sense is the sixth studio album by German gothic metal band End of Green. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. Why are we always getting German bands? Actually, I think we've had maybe one. End of Green. Never heard of them. Um, but The Sixth Sense is possibly the worst pun I've yeah, ever it's seen. It's absolutely, absolutely terrible. terrible. It doesn't make any sense. No, like cats being in hospitals. <laughs> um, it's horrible to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It looks even worse. Sixth sense. Do they not try and explain what that means at all? Fair? No, it, and, it's it, and it's the fact that it's their sixth album as well, so they think it's really clear. It's another one of these things where when English isn't your first language, mm. the nuance can be a little bit lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for a non-native English speaker, which is what really terrifies me about foreign languages, I got a little bit of French and that's as much as I've got, but I could never be confident in a second language that mm. I would be eternally terrified that I was making this kind of minor linguistic faux pas the entire time. Yeah, because when people do it here, we do notice it instantly. Yeah. So, Idiot foreigners, right? <laughs> So tell us a bit about The Sixth Sense. (laughs) There's not much to tell. The cover of um, The Sixth Sense is... (laughs) Not a cat. Shut up about cats. You're such a cat. How many cats do you have? One. One? I thought you had about five. Uh, Yeah, you also think I can't swim. No, you do do collect them, though. Why? You've sent messages to me before, and you're like, oh, look, there's a cat here, and he's pissed off my other cat, because he's getting all my attention. Maybe you haven't sent me that message, but I'm pretty sure you put it on Twitter or something. I think, did I? Yeah, yeah, probably. You're a weird cat, man. Carry on, Phil. It's not the kind of thing that I'd ever message to you because I know that there would be no sympathy for no. us coming. No, cats are shite. I'm like He's a cold man. Yeah. Cold, cold What man. is the album cover? <laughs> the album cover is... It's... <laughs> it's a woman with a face on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Only done in a, a black and white, artsy, soft focus, like they want to be Evanescence. Yeah. Is that is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's a really mean thing to say, but that's what it looks like. Um, They've tried to make it look all like ethereal and weird, but I don't know. When you've got a, t- a pun that bad, just yeah, above it, it doesn't. It's yeah, not going to do anything. There's no bringing that. Is there back. no song that's mentions? That's title or... Well, we can have a look at the track listing. Um, This was released on August 15th, 2008. Um, And the track listing... uh, There's no song called Sixth Sense because how could you make that scan? There is one called The Sickness Crown. Mm. Pain Hates Me. Oh, come on. Pain hates me. Ghost dance. There's another um, fantastic pun on track six, Let Sleeping Gods Lie. Oh, very clever. Ah. It's not, though. It really isn't. (laughs) And that's about it. 
Goths really love puns. I've learned that today. <laughs> they They're really into wordplay. The German ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, wordplay in a second language, so not good wordplay. No. Michelle Darkness, <laughs> vocals and guitar. Kirk Kirker on guitar. Kirk Kirker. Sad Sir on Aww. guitar. Raina Ciccone de Hampes on bass. Okay. I'm not sure what language I'm supposed to be putting it there. That's so like I just used Spanish, English, of, yeah. yeah. Italian. And, and, of, yeah, and on, on drums. And you expect this of a drummer. The drummer for End of Green is called Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Ah. Spelt L-U-S-I-F-F-E-R. Oh, <laughs> Lucifer. What was the name of the band again? End of Green. End of Green doesn't sound very gothy. It doesn't make any sense. End of Green. What is it, the end of Green? Um, blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love ah, when, get it. Sat, I love it okay. when we both get to a terrible joke at the same time. <laughs> Not even a joke. Uh, the band, I've just Googled their, the actual band, and they uh, describe themselves as depressed subcore. Um, I'm, that, not, like, I'm not really sure what, like, I know what depressed is, yep. and I know what core is, mm-hmm. subcore. I think that's the stuff that you put into the foundations of buildings, mm. like underneath roads, yeah, like yeah. broken bits of rubble yeah, and stuff. Depressed mm. subcore, got yeah. too much depressed subcore into that. Yeah. The lyrics are about loneliness. Depression, yeah. pain, check. and death. Check, check, and check. Yeah, mm, yeah. they're a goth band. Um, Lords of Metal gave the album 4.25 out of 5. 4.25. That's precise. <laughs> that is precise. Yeah, why? Let's have a, a rating system out of 5 and then completely go, go, to, yeah. go to three decimal places. <laughs> <laughs> not good enough for 4.3, but slightly mm. better than 4.22. Mm-hmm. Rent, not buy. I think we have to draw attention to the fact that they released a bonus EP with this album. Can you guess, Chris, what what the <laughs> the bonus EP is called? I've just seen it. The I'll give you a clue. EP. It's um, they're all acoustic versions of songs from the album. Okay, and it was called the Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it another pun? Yes. Well, not really. Well, no, I mean it's not a pun because it has to work both ways. It's literally just they've shoehorned a word into another word and hope that it will stick. I don't know the sick sense unplugged. The sickustic EP. That is awful. That is just. That's the, the worst that's one. That's much worse. The they should have went with my EP. one. Yeah, yours was yeah. I mean, yours was terrible, but yeah, well, well, at least know. it made sense. Because acoustic is nothing on its own. No. Yeah. yeah. Yep, okay. Are we being too mean? Are we being? Too, I feel bad don't now. Be. These are these people have put. They've made six albums. And they are they've put a lot depressed. of work. <laughs> And they're very sad people. Are we, yeah, should we be encouraging them more? Nah. Okay. Might make their writing better if they're sadder. Maybe they're not sad enough and that's why it sounds rubbish. No, I, I think anyone who calls their most recent album The Pain Stream wow. um, deserves oh. everything they get. Oh, as in the mainstream. As in the mainstream, but, but with pain. With pain. Mm. Oh, man. Ouch. Okay, thank you for listening to Wiki Shuffle. Um, if I make it through my this week with my cold oh and I God. survive, God. we will be back next week. If not, it'll just cat. be Chris and Phil. I don't need your cat. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, I might have cancer. Should we, should <laughs> well, we we'll test it out. out just in case? Mm, so if the cat sits on your lap, you've got cancer. Is that In my lap, works? yeah. Or if the cat sits on my head, I've got brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Or arse, I've got arse cancer. That's how the science works. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Have you, have you not read the Daily Mail, Phil? Do you not know how this works? No, I haven't. I'm principal. There was a, there was an old lady in Marks and Spencer's the other day when I was in there, and she asked me if I could pass her the Daily Mail, and I wanted to say no. But she was a very old, very frail lady, and so I felt I, I picked my battles. Mm, very, yeah, yeah. that's not one that's going to come out well. <laughs> yeah. Very thinly veiled way of Phil shoehorning in to the podcast that he's been to Marks and Spencer's. Well done, Phil. <laughs> it's, it's not as posh as you think it is. Yeah, well, it is for us. I'm, I'm too poor to even be allowed in. So they escort me off the premises. Especially if your hair looks like that. Can you yeah. leave my hair alone? <laughs> <laughs> I, like what's, I like it. It's my new look. Okay, next week we haven't got any bonus episodes coming up. It's, it's a bit of a an awkward stage. Transition period. Into, yeah, we're moving into our fancy new headquarters mm-hmm. in a in an old Victorian building with the biggest door I've ever seen, it's a which huge is very door. exciting. Yeah, and we'll so we'll we'll set up a recording studio in there in the next few weeks, and uh, hopefully we'll have more time to record some stuff. Yeah, and we'll post some pictures of the new Wiki Shuffle HQ. That will be good. We um, can do that, and we could. There's no reason that we couldn't get uh, accept actual post. Yeah, oh, yeah, we've, yeah, we've got an address. Yeah, what an exciting development. Although I'm not sure we, should. given that we don't get, we barely get any emails. Yeah, we're gonna, but we should encourage it. We should encourage all communication. Please, 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 hmm. leave us a review on iTunes if you're listening to us that way, yeah. or however you're listening to us. Um, there's always some way of takes a minute. giving some feedback, and it is genuinely helpful for us. Yeah, um, and tell all your friends because we're at that stage where word of mouth is still very useful to us mm-hmm. so please do that if you're enjoying the show if you're not then no don't be negative <laughs> yeah, leave that out. <laughs> and of course you can always tweet us as well wiki shuffle pod uh you can find us individually as well mm-hmm. i'm duke j chris is chris wallace one two three and phil is p.e shaman that's s-h-a-r-m-a-n Yes. Yeah, I need a better Twitter handle. That's not. It's not. Doesn't it's roll real off the tongue, thing. does it? It's just. Is Phil taken? Phil's probably taken. I think Phil's mm, okay. Yeah. Just stick with P. Shaman then. Uh, so you can follow us individually for, you know, insightful, and intelligent debate. <laughs> Pictures of our dinner, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of dinner, I want a KFC. So let's go. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 